Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the mailbag. Come on in and fill your boots because myself and Andy Brassel are here waiting just for you. We're waiting. Uh-huh. We are waiting. Go on, a bit more. What was that you were singing? I, you know what? I was freestyling. Were you? The, 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 the thing <laughs> you is... You were <laughs> The thing is, before we came on air, Marcus, uh-huh. I was... I'm in a different sort of zone at the moment because mm. I was just I was just singing idly singing a bit of chameleon air. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the tape come, starts come, rolling. Come, 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 yeah, that's the that's yeah, the one. Yeah, that's a great yeah. tune. That I loved it when he was on the A team that time. Well, <laughs> George was on the A team. Oh, really? Isn't that incredible? I thought I'd seen every episode of the A team, but presumably not. Evidently not, Andy. Or perhaps I simply watched it when I was a young boy. <laughs> well, then you've seen it. But I don't have the memory of it because that was a very long time ago. Yeah, Boy George on the A-Team. Remember Blackadder? Don't remember the A-Team, it turns out. I don't think I remember the A-Team. I think I saw the repeats, if you see what I mean. I, I said on a recent, I think, OTC, mm. how what a pleasure it was seeing um, the legendary defender Juan Cala, who plays for um, Cadiz now, when they mm. got promoted. Him standing in front of... Um, the, the, the club crest at their stadium when they were promoted at the end of last season with a massive cigar and uh, the headline Me encanta cuando lo, los planes salgan bien oh, which is I Spanish love it when for, it comes together. I love it when the planes come together no, yeah. brilliant super super well Andy let's see if this plan can come together this sí. week on the mailbag where where uh, por que no <laughs> Um, or see, as Cristiano Ronaldo would say. Um, so yes, let's go to the questions. We we've got uh, we've got a couple from our good friend DJ Chubby Bubble, who loves getting involved, and we love it when he does. And the DJ has said, "I had a debate with friends the other day, and would love to hear Spellbrass's thoughts, taking into account a maximum of one player per nation. Which World Cup had the best breadth of talent?" For me, France 98 is untouchable. Ronaldo, Zamorano, Etu. Etu. Uh, Baggio, Laudrup, Zidane, Stoichkov, Okocha, Schilever, Raul, Blanco, Burkamp, Mateus, Mihailovic, Valderrama, Owen, Hadji, Batistuta, Prozinecki, Nakata. Pretty good. This is very good. I would concur. I always think. Now, he said one player per nation, which is quite a tricky... Uh, it is tricky, but we're, we're going to have a go. We're going to have a go. But I, I always think that when, it, in terms of the quality of players, for me, France '98 was there. It's incredible. If you look at the squads, you look at the Italy, the Dutch, even the England, Brazil, France. It is excellent. Germany, a little bit aging, but you've still got some players in there. The Croatia team, of course, we'd seen them at Euro '96. They were there in '98. Yeah, it's just before Germany fall off a cliff, really, yeah. isn't it? A very talented Romania side as well. Like they, ha- th- you look at the squads; it is it is quite something. Good, decent Nigeria side. Yeah, it is unreal. Um, I, I mean, I, I think well. I think Chubby Bubble makes an excellent point. Even some wee Scottish men were in there, Andy. Hey. <laughs> but I, I think, firstly, we have to uh, uh, applaud old Chubs for um, yeah. Port Antonio Conteing our names there. Yeah, that, that was nice, wasn't it? Well, he would have gone brass spell then, wouldn't he? If he'd have brass spell, yeah, because because the way Pete does it, all you have to do is add an extra. You're only getting one letter. That's true. It's true. He said spell brass. 
Yeah. So that's not how Pete would do it. You've got to have the continuation of the... He's just giving you extra respect there. That's fine. Say thank you. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. I, I guess part of the question is, and I've, I've looked back over some old World Cup squads to oh, yeah. sort of keep it in mind. You know, a lot of people think of 1970 as the pinnacle. I don't. And I think, well, you should. Okay. <laughs> I, I think you you look at some of the, the, the nations out there, and, and particularly, obviously, you, you have... Um, England, which has still got Bobby Moore, Bobby Charlton, mm-hmm. uh, Jack Charlton, Norman Hunter, etc. In in those days, and you have arguably the best ever Brazil side: mm-hmm. uh, Carlos Alberto, uh, Jairzinho, Gerson, Tostal, Pelé, uh, Rivalino, of course, and Caff- I think Tafarel in goal. <laughs> obviously, it right back. <laughs> obviously. Um, Italy were incredible at the, at, at the time as well. You know, you look at uh, Rivera, mm. Mazzola. And interestingly, I think if you get a little bit deeper in that, mm-hmm. you look at the Soviet, Soviet Union. I had Albert Shosturnov, who is probably the best defender in Russian or Soviet football history. Mm. So you've got a decent spread there. On the other hand, you do have Israel, El Salvador, etc. So mm-hmm. if we're talking mm-hmm. of a full spread, I, I think... Um, that goes back to Chubby Bubble's point. I mm-hmm. think perhaps I'm assuming a little bit here mm-hmm. that maybe in the question there's the inference that as the World Cup goes on, mm-hmm. not only does the quality of the World Cup become lesser because we're getting players playing more games at a higher intensity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's something I've, I've brought up in, in reference to the Qatar World Cup recently. Mm-hmm. Even though there are huge moral shadows lurking over the, the, the World Cup and the construction of the stadiums and we're right to discuss those. In purely football terms, I think you can argue that it will be the best World Cup in a very long time. Just in the middle of the season. So mm-hmm. you won't have players and of course it's morally wrong that it got moved after it was awarded. Mm-hmm. But if we're looking just at the nuts and bolts of what the football is going to be like, the fact that it's halfway through the season mm-hmm. rather than at the end of the season, when all the top players have played 60 games, it could be the best World Cup in, in, in living memory. But you're talking about the quality of the play rather than the star names involved. Yeah, but, what, but we're, uh, we're, talking about, we're talking about whether those players are, are, are able to, to, to actually do anything in the, in the World Cup as well. I well, realize that's, that's a, what, not what that's the question was saying. No, but it's a slightly separate question, mm-hmm. ad- admittedly. But I think it all feeds into our preconception of the fact that as the World Cup is A, placed where it is, mm-hmm. and B, expanded, mm-hmm. that the quality, the overall quality will be weaker as time goes by. And I do think the two things, the names and what we actually see out there on the pitch are interconnected for that reason. Okay. Well, that World but, Cup hasn't happened yet, so you can't have players from that World Cup to answer DJ Chubby Bubble's question. It's all hypothetical on here. I can if I want. <laughs> uh, any, any, anyway, the, the 2014 World Cup, mm-hmm. I think you will be pleasantly surprised. Go on. You're going to have to bear with me because obviously there's 32 finalists here. Mesut Ozil. Um, I want to go for Hulk from Brazil, but you're going to make me go for Neymar, aren't you? So I'm going to go for Neymar. Well, I want you um, to go to I'm going to. I'm going to see... Um, for Cameroon, I'm going to see um, Samuel Eto, Chubby Bubble, Samuel Eto. Um, Croatia, you've got an extraordinary uh, galaxy of stars to pick from. Luka Modric, um, the legendary Rafael Marquez, mm-hmm. Mexico, mm-hmm. Tim Cahill for Australia. Yeah. Huge amount of choice again with um, 
Chile. Leighton Baines. So we're going to go for we're going to go for Arturo Vidal. Um, we've got I don't, you're not even picking Wesley Snyder here. I think you're picking Arjen Robin. Okay. For the Dutch, then you've got you've got Xavi. Um, for Colombia, I am. Hammers, got to be Hammers Rodriguez. I'm Hammers. Top Absolutely. scorer at the cup hand. Absolutely. But again, choices. You've got Freddie Guarín, who's been smashing it in Europe for a long time at this point. Carlos Baca. You've got Juan Cuadrado, who's still absolutely fantastic. He's arguably mm-hmm. been Juventus's best player so far this season. Then Greece, I'm going for Georgios Karagounis. Uh, Didier Drogba is still there with Ivory Coast. Um, Yuto Nagatomo is a favourite of mine, so yeah. I've gone for him for, for Japan. Um, I'm going for Brian Ruiz, just for you. Appreciate that. Uh, from, or, it was from either Costa him or John Campbell, let's be honest. You want Leighton Baines, don't you? Bainesy. I'm, I'm not going to give you Leighton Baines. I'm going to take Wayne Rooney. Wazza. Yeah. And um, Giorgio Chiellini from Italy. You could have gone for Buffon. You could have gone for Pirlo. Mm-hmm. He's still in the, the, the squad. Luis Suarez. At that point in time. Luis Suarez for Uruguay. Uh, Jefferson Montero of Ecuador. Um, I'm taking Karim Benzema from France, mainly because he doesn't get picked anymore. I think you, you've got to be reasonable, <laughs> haven't you? Um, Wilson Palacios of, of oh, Honduras. Um, I want to go for Granite Xhaka when it comes to Switzerland, but no, I'm going to go for Stefan Lichsteiner. Mm-hmm. Not Shakiri with his three goal, with his, with his, uh, all left-footed hat-trick. I think it was in that tournament. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? And Alan Shearer said he'd watched all the other hat-tricks in World Cup history that he could find and he said, I think it is the only all left-footed one. Although I think it's kind of supplanted by the bicycle kick he scores at Euro 2016. Okay. That's 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 pretty fantastic. Um, Argentina, Messi. Um, then we've got... Um, Zvezdan Mizimovic or Edin Dzeko for mm-hmm. well, we'll go with Dzeko Obviously. shall we for, for Bosnia I'll I, I tell you what for Iran you're going Mizimovic, to Mizimovic made it happen for him I think it's for uh, 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 Wolfsburg yeah this is this is Dzeko um, De Jagger ex-Fulham man maybe but I, I think we could go for Ali Reza Jahan Bash couldn't we yeah we could and we're gonna because this is my choice go on <laughs> carry on Andy get through it um, John Obi Mikel mm-hmm um, we're going to take Mesut Ozil. Yeah, we're going to take Mesut Ozil ahead of Thomas Muller um, for for the winners. Mm-hmm. Even though um, Jerome Boateng, again, we're talking about depth. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the 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 best players in in in, in the squad, and Boateng was the best defender in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Michael Essien, Cristiano Ronaldo, Clint Dempsey. I'm doing you another solid there. Mm-hmm. Who else? Um, I'm going to take Yasin Brahimi. For Algeria. Yeah. Kevin De Bruyne for Belgium. Igor Akinfeyev for Russia. Okay. And uh, South Korea, Ki Sung Young. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I still don't think it's France 98 though. Or maybe it isn't. It's, it's not far off though. Yeah. And I think it's a, to bear in mind that we could have picked other players from all of those squads. Yeah. My point is there's greater depth in the modern game than is often assumed. Mm-hmm. Okay. All and right. and greater, greater depth in modern World Cups than is often assumed. Okay, Andy. Well, you can get, you've got a chance now to talk about uh, perhaps a future World Cup star because uh, Chubby Bubble follows that up by asking this, Andy. Alan Halilovic, tell me everything is going 
to be fine Andy. Now, yeah, I assume Bubble is be. a Birmingham City fan. <laughs> he is. He is. And the extraordinary thing about Halilovic, he's still only 24. Mm. And um, in, in, the, in the 90s, I believe the phrase would have been uh, more clubs than Jack Nicholas or... Uh, <laughs> Or Craig Ty- Bellamy. Tiger Woods, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but what an unusual career. Bearing in mind that as recently as 2014, he signed for Barcelona. Mm. And since then, he's been through, what, nine, ten clubs? Yeah. It's extraordinary. A lot of loan moves that haven't worked out. The, the one loan move where it's really worked was where he went to Sporting. Not Sporting Club de Portugal, mm-hmm. but Sporting Gijon. And did pretty well there. And unfortunately he followed that up by joining Hamburg and it didn't work at all there. Mm. So you bear in mind that he's played in what, four or five different countries. Yeah. Starting out at Dynamo Zagreb, of course. Yeah. And he had an enormous amount of talent, but I think you look at the amount of loan spells that have been cut because mm. his attitude has been poor. Mm. I mean, that is something that is a, is, is a big concern for me. But if you're looking at it from a Birmingham perspective, He's burnt every bridge possible. Mm-hmm. You know, he's had so many opportunities. I mean, if this was your career, and I don't think we have done your dream career, have oh, we? No, we have. Yeah, we, we have. Yeah, I did it with Jim, yeah. Right, okay. Well, I think a lot of these clubs would have been on there. Barcelona, Milan, here in vain. You had here in vain down, didn't I you? I had Milan on there. Yeah, I bet you did. Well, I mean, he 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 only had three appearances for Milan, none in the league. And, and he, it shows you, and with Barcelona, he had one appearance in total, which I think was a cup game. Yeah, and this is this is someone who had great touch, mm. great vision. I think the ability to go on and score more goals than he actually did. I think we can have a degree of sympathy because he clearly moved to to Barcelona too soon. Mm-hmm. You know, when he signed, he he just turned eighteen, mm. um, and and being dropped in that, I think is 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 quite difficult. But I always expected him to build on this spell at sporting and, mm. and it just never happened and the chances that he's had in so many different environments the bit that rung alarm bells for me is when it didn't really work at Las Palmas mm. a situation that should have been set up for him and he had a full season there as well he played yeah and he was okay but not fantastic mm-hmm. and to to think that after that Hamburg were still happy to wash their hands of him. I mean, he did get a move to, to, to Milan off, off, off the back of it. Mm. Um, but, the, you know, he, he just hasn't managed to make it stick anywhere. And there is a point, and I think it's probably around this age, where potential needs to be capitalised upon. And he's not been able to, to do that anywhere, despite his, his natural ability. I think he's been given a few more chances than he might have been. A, because people remember how good he was as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And B, because people assume a certain something of a Croatian midfielder and particularly a Croatian yeah. attacking midfielder. And, you know, we know the players that have come through Dinamo Zagreb in the past. All I would say is this is a last chance for him. You know, at, at, at Birmingham, with, with no disrespect to them at all, if you're playing for... You're still on the books at, at Milan six months ago. Mm-hmm. You know, you're expecting something better than this from from your career. So he's going to have to knuckle down. He's going to have to make the effort. When you say last chance, I know what you mean, but he's 24. Do you think it's the last chance in terms of he's moved around so much 
Oh, it's the last chance in terms of, I think, clubs of substance, like, like giving him a go. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, like football is a, a small community. Mm-hmm. And once you burn bridges, word gets round quickly. He's got a reputation that's going to be mm. difficult to shake. And bear in mind that he was he was so highly thought of. He was the youngest player ever to play for the, the Croatia national well, that's team. It. I mean, I'm looking at the, looking at his stats here. I mean, we're in, you know deep into 2020, when in touching distance of 2021, he made it, and he's 24. 2013 was when he first appeared for the Croatia national side. Mm. Seven years ago. Yeah, it's remarkable. Isn't it, it really is. He's got ten international caps, and it, 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 you don't want to see any player fall by the wayside or anything like that, but. When you have this a, a talented young man like this, you think, ah, don't waste it, you know. Yeah. Um, and that is the danger. Yeah, it is. Andy, I'd like to ask you a question. Um, we're of course uh, in these sort of lockdown pandemic times uh, but with fans coming back or, or you know a small amount of fans coming back into football stadiums and so on and and I know that there being a new year won't change anything in terms of um, the pandemic and, and and virus and so on but when there is a new year one does look ahead more perhaps yeah. you know naturally speaking so I'd like to ask you this Andy when the pandemic's over and, and, and travel is much more um, uh, sort of safe and, and freely available and there are no rules against it, where on the continent are you looking forward? Well, not necessarily on the continent, but that's the vibe I was sort of thinking when when, when uh, wanting to know your thoughts on this is where, where are you looking forward to going and watching football and soaking in the atmosphere and uh, tasting a little bit of the local culture? When you said the culture, do you mean the food? Well, that's part of culture, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is very much part of culture. Uh-huh. Food is very much part of culture. <laughs> Some places more than others, of course. Yeah. Um, look, straight away, I've, I've got to say, I would go anywhere at the moment. <laughs> no, of course. I, I, would, I would go anywhere. And, Where um, you're really looking forward to, you thinking, I cannot wait to get back there and have a battered Mars bar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on for that if you're offering. <laughs> but, you know, there, there, are, there are so many places. Um, obviously. Germany is something I, I, I think of straight away. Why Germany? Because of the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, because, of course, I cover the Bundesliga for the Guardian, so I, it's, it's mm-hmm. one of the first places once I'm able to that it will be necessary to Cha-ching, to go to. always thinking money, Andy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not thinking reportage <laughs> or off- offering you some insight into anything. You're thinking Euros. You want to grab some of those sweet Euros, don't you? Yeah, something like that. Um, I, I, I think... The atmosphere in the Bundesliga is, mm. is, is something I've, I've missed enormously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think of I think of Dortmund Schalke. Um, I think of going to a match at Bayern, which is a really underrated atmosphere. Mm-hmm. We were talking about Hamburg a minute ago, weren't we, with Alan Halilovic? Oh, um, yeah. I, you know, I really want to get to, before Hamburg get promoted, and it turns out that... I've rather uh, more time than I, I, I banked on where that's concerned. Um, You'd like to see uh, them play uh, FC St. Pauli, I, wouldn't I, you? I, I want to see St. Pauli at Hamburg at Millen Tour. Have you been uh, to see St. Pauli? Pauli? Yeah, I have, yeah. What's it, this was years ago, way back. Some people who have who have been on this 
fabulous football ramble journey for many years with us and god bless you for that um others perhaps not but are you, you know, going to ask me did i get a sausage on a train I no that that was corporate hospitality was not corporate press. i wasn't going to ask you that specific question no um but of course any sausage is a good one fc St. Pal- it's one of those ones where when it was first discovered about eight years ago or nine years ago whenever it was it was like oh my god this is fantastic and, and you it went to town on it but then of course everyone then starts talking about it and it becomes uh a little bit sort of, I don't know, cliche, not cliched, but a bit, it doesn't have the charm that it, it did when you sort of first discover something like that, if you see what I mean. I, I know what you mean. I'm in dangerous um, territory here of saying that band became popular, therefore I didn't like them yes. anymore. So I realise what it sounds, but I, I just, I think, you know, in terms of, I'd be worried that if, if FC St. Power sort of then believed their own hype a bit and then started playing up to it a bit. Yeah, no, I mean, in some ways, because they had that season back up in, what was it, 10-11 and went straight mm. back down. Was it 10-11, um, was it? That long ago? Is it either 10-11 or 11-12? Okay, whichever one it was. Again, um, it shows you how long ago it was when they first sort of came into the yeah, hearts and, and minds of some of the blogging and podcasting and, public. I mean, it was a curious end to that one top flight season in recent years because, of course, we were talking about the derby with Hamburg. Um, they beat Hamburg away mm-hmm. at the Volkspark in February and they celebrated it for way, way too long. Mm. I mean, I went there a couple of weeks afterwards and they, like, like still reckon, hung over. Like, probably, yeah, probably, probably half of the gear in the shop was t shirts and mm-hmm. hoodies celebrating, oh, celebrating winning the derby. Not quite DVDs, but, yeah. um, you know, it's that, that sort of ballpark mm-hmm. and the, the players went out and enjoyed themselves after that as well for a while. Yeah. And then they went on this absolute, I guess they thought they were safe. They went on this absolutely disastrous run. Penultimate game, they lose 8-1 at home to Bayern and get relegated and they've, they've never come back. And mm. In fact, they've been closer to going down to the Dritte the third than they, they have to coming back up to, to, to the top flight. But with St. Pauli, it's... You know, of course, they don't have that visibility at the moment because they've not mm. been in the top flight for nearly a decade. Um, but it's, it's not really about what goes on on, on the pitch. It is um, a fantastic experience to have a club that embraces counterculture like that, that mm. really connects with quite an old-fashioned view of fandom and mm. what a club should do in the community. Is run, The club is run by people, largely run by people who are... A, a, a genuinely passionate, a genuinely enthusiastic. You, you get a little bit of that at Union Berlin mm-hmm. in, in, in the top flight now. And that is a place, that was my favourite out of the match to do in, really? in, in a while. The the derby with Hertha last season, it was it was magnificent. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to, to going back there because uh, Kupernik is a, a super place to go and watch football mm-hmm. as well. Very, very special, very atmospheric. And I remember like going to... Um, uh, meeting up at a Wimbledon game with um, an acquaintance who's a, who's a Dortmund fan who was, mm-hmm. who was put in touch with me and um, I met him in the pub afterwards and uh, asked him what did, what did you think and he said oh, to be honest I was a little bit disappointed with the atmosphere mm-hmm. and clearly you don't have the same fervour in British stadiums as you do in Germany nowadays which I think is a fair point but also it's all based around that idea as he put it to me that if you're in Germany, the idea is you participate. Mm. You're not 
a spectator as such. Yeah. You participate in the occasion. I think we've totally lost that feeling. Over I here. like that, Andy. That, that, but that, that does... The idea that you're a protagonist yeah. almost as much yeah, yeah, as yeah, the yeah. players. Well, I, I think for you me... You can influence what's going on. Yeah, you can. And I think the numbers have proved that mm. since, since the fans have been locked out. Mm. You know, if, even if it's players playing up to, to the crowd, it's something that absolutely has, yeah. has, has a, an influence on the football. I mean, I remember speaking to... Uh, Mathieu Baudry um, who's played over here for very many years French defender and he was saying in his first um, probably six months in England he said he found it absolutely mind-blowing that you could make a tackle in in England in League 1 or League 2 and fans would be off their feet cheering mm. uh, he found it he found it absolutely extraordinary mm. um, well, what, what was he used to then? Well, people would applaud moments of great skill, yeah. not tackles. I see, right. So, so it's quite interesting seeing mm-hmm. how it's, 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 it's perceived differently, isn't it? Um, but I think particularly in a, a, a Premier League level, that, that edge has kind of come off. I do sense that part of it is because it simply costs so much money to, to, to well, get Well, the money's in. definitely that. Uh, and obviously, not only does it change the demographic of people that come, but it also breeds a little bit of a sense of entitlement Mm -hmm. that sense of i've paid a shitload to be here Mm. why would you why would you need me to get you going Mm -hmm. you entertain me Mm -hmm. and i think subconsciously there at least there is there is some of that but yeah the atmosphere is 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 what i've missed um germany is is a huge um part of that i looking back to going looking forward to going back to the big stadiums in portugal Sporting, who are doing very well this season, Porto, Benfica. I want to see Vitoria fly. I'm not so bothered about Glorioso. Of course, they have a two mm. eagle rotation system. They have um, what? Oh. Two eagle rotation system. Like Benfica. Yeah, Benfica. That's what they have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Vitoria Guimarães. Are you talking about? No, I'm talking about Benfica. You said Vitoria. You're looking forward to seeing. Vitoria is the name of one of the birds. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You've you've got two. You've got Vittoria yeah. and Glorios. Yeah, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And And you prefer one to the other. I don't really know the difference. I was gonna joking. say, Andy, I wanna <laughs> But there is there is a difference because there's But one, of all people I know one, who would have who would be able to give an opinion on that, you'd be the man. I can't remember which one's which, but one does these huge like showman swoops I around think, the top. I think that's the one I saw when I went there with you uh, all those years ago. He's he's like Oh, am I going to come down? No, mm-hmm. no, I'm not. I'm going to do another corner. And there's one that just does a very simple sort of A to B sort of, you know, I'm just going to do my little square and then land on the lectern at the bottom with the Benfica. I definitely it. saw so the first ba- one. Basically, you've got you've got a David Ginola mm-hmm. and a David Batty. Mm-hmm. James, two, James Milner. Two very uh, different eagles. Mm-hmm. Why, why are we trying to exclude David Batty from this? Oh, because a totally different type of player in that they've never played anywhere near the sort of same position, whereas Milner has played out wide like Ginola. Yeah, I'm I'm just going off Newcastle United plays. Why, well, Milner play for Newcastle United? Yeah, yeah, but it, is he someone... Stumped that... you again, Andy! <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so you're looking forward to going to Germany and Portugal. Turkey as well. Turkey as well. We'll chuck that in because it's Christmas. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, Galatasaray, Fenerbahce, yeah, Bajiktas, all the big ones, and Kazim Pasha. Kazim Pasha, right in the centre. 
Kazim Pasha is definitely in the name of a nightclub in Croydon, isn't it? <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> but do they have a brass band? That's oh, what I want to know. That is the question. The and Kazim it's one... Pasha brass band. We enjoyed that on At The Match. Andy, it's going to be one that you're going to find out when you do an At The Club when you go to Croydon next. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to The Mailbag. It's been a bloody pleasure. Thank you, Andy Brassel. Round of applause for Andy Brassel. I'm sure everyone's applauding you once again. We will be back next week with some more lovely football chat. See you then. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. They see me rolling, they hate him.